You're listening to the Department of Defense This Week, a weekly podcast with some of the top stories from around the DoD. February is African American History Month. Throughout the month, DoDLive.mil will feature profiles of Americans who helped shape the U.S. military. This week, we introduce you to Lieutenant Harriet Ida Pickens and Ensign Frances Elizabeth Wills, the first black women to become U.S. Naval officers. They attended the Naval Reserve Midshipmen's School and in December 1944 received commissions in the Female Reserve Program, Women Accepted for Volunteer Emergency Service, or WAVES. Pickens, a public health administrator, was the daughter of William Pickens, a founder of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, or NAACP. She went on to lead physical training sessions at the Hunter Naval Training Station in Bronx, New York, the main training facility for enlisted WAVES recruits. Also assigned to Hunter Naval Training Station, Wills, a social worker, taught naval history and administered classification tests. Pickens and Wills' commissions were a significant historical milestone for the military as they came some 20 years before the Civil Rights Act. When World War II ended on September 2, 1945, there were two black officers and 72 black enlisted personnel among the Navy's 86,000 waves. As of 2008, there were 2.3 million African American veterans in the United States, more than any other minority group. During African American History Month, we honor their service and sacrifice. Michelle Flournoy, the former Undersecretary of Defense for Policy, is stepping down. She sat down with the Pentagon Channel last week to discuss her tenure as policy chief as she prepares to leave office. Since her appointment in 2009, her advice has informed a number of major defense policy changes, especially in Iraq and Afghanistan. She said for the past three years, she's gone flat out in one of the most demanding and influential jobs in American national security. There are so many high points. First and foremost is the opportunity to serve um, this president with this team. I've had the good fortune to work with two extraordinary secretaries of defense, a wonderful team of military counterparts. I've just consistently bowled over by the quality of the people and their dedication to the mission. and That's been a great, a great privilege. Flournoy said one memory that will stay with her forever is of a tense night at the White House in May 2011. She was among the officials watching as the successful attempt to kill Osama bin Laden unfolded. Oh, tremendous sense of relief <laughs> and, um, and you know, gratefulness for the folks who were willing to take that risk and for the leadership of this president, actually, because I don't want to sound too political, but... You know, this was not a, um, you know, a slam dunk in terms of an easy judgment call. This was something that, you know, frankly, he had some very senior advisors uh, advising him not to do this. Um, so it was, he, he took a calculated risk, but in the, at the end of the day, I think it was an extremely um, strong decision and one that really um, meant, meant a lot uh, symbolically in this fight against al-Qaeda. As she prepares to leave sometime in February, Flournoy said she finds reassurance in how top defense leaders keep service members in mind with each decision they make. She said service members should share her reassurance. 
you know, for service members out there that may feel very far um, downrange at the pointy end of the spear, just know that the leadership on the military side and the civilian side, this secretary, this chairman, um, and, and more broadly, they really think about their decisions in terms of keeping faith with the people who put themselves in harm's way and taking care of the institution um, in addition to wisely using the military instrument. I think that's something that I see every day. It's incredibly reassuring, um, and, and they should know that because it may not always be something they get to witness every day. She said serving as Undersecretary of Defense has been the highlight of her professional life, but she looks forward to spending more time with her husband and three children. For the full Pentagon Channel piece, visit pentagonchannel.mil. For more about Flournoy's service as Undersecretary for Policy, visit defense.gov. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Martin Dempsey, spoke Wednesday at the Reserve Officers Association's National Security Symposium in Washington, D.C. He said the Reserve Corps, like the military as a whole, is facing a transition from being a wartime force to a peacetime force. To illustrate, he shared some military history. At the beginning of the Civil War, the Union Army had about 25,000 troops. At the end of the war, some 2.1 million men were fighting for the Union. And that was just one side, he said. But the point is, we have always, as a military, had to be able to expand and contract the force. That is a matter of history. It is nothing new. You know, I tell people if you're a, if you're a 04, 05, 04 mostly, and E6 in any service, all you've known is a military that has always been growing, always had all of the resources that it could possibly need, and in many cases, even more than, they, than we need. Well, that's, you know, that's going to change here. He said military leaders are working hard to balance the nation's military needs with budget constraints. He said the DOD's civilian leadership, the Joint Chiefs, and combatant commanders will look at future requirements and expectations and not downsize the military annually, budget by budget. He expects his term as chairman will be defined by how he and other military leaders determine the best way to operate in the future with less resources. I mean, look, the bottom line, I don't have to paint the whole picture for you, just exposure to it, but the picture here is that Right now we're focused on what is our force structure going to be, rightly so, what's the budget going to mean, but very quickly we will have to become equally focused on how do we do it. How do we make sure that we do what's right for the nation, do what's right for our institution, and do what's right for individuals? And that's going to be everybody's job. For more information, visit defense.gov. The New England Patriots and the New York Giants go head-to-head -head this Sunday in Indianapolis for Super Bowl 46. Millions of people are expected to tune in and watch the game, including thousands of service members deployed around the world. Members of each team took time to extend their thanks to military members, including New York Giants head coach Tom Coughlin. Welcome all our great men and women serving our country overseas, and thank you for for the job that you do, which allows us to be in this country, to appreciate all the great values that this country stands for, and to play the Super Bowl game. New England Patriots head coach, Bill Belichick. 
you know, got, got a lot of great ties to the Naval Academy and the services, and I've uh, had several of those players on our roster. And uh, really appreciate what the, you know, the service does to protect our country and defend our freedom. Uh, and we will be here for that. Giants linebacker Mark Herzlick. I have all the respect. I have all the respect in the world uh, for what our military does, and I know that because of you out there fighting for us, that we're able to play in this game, and that I'm able to fulfill my dream. So thank you. And Patriots wide receiver Tequan Underwood. I say thank you to all the men, men and women, the troops out over there, taking care of our country. I just want to say we're very thankful and grateful you do for us each and every day. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Martin Dempsey, sent both teams well wishes in a video statement. Hello, I'm General Marty Dempsey, the 18th Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. As we all know, the Super Bowl is must-see television for all true sports fans, and I'm glad you're able to tune in. Whether you're a Patriots or a Giants fan, I happen to be a Giants fan, I hope the game gives you a chance to take a break to put aside for a few hours the important, stressful, difficult work you do, and to relax with your buddies. More than 100 million Americans are watching the Super Bowl tonight because of you, because of the safety and the freedom you provide. Thank you for your service and the support of your families watching back home. Enjoy the rest of the game. You've been listening to news brought to you by the Department of Defense. For links to these stories and much more, visit dodlive.mil or defense.gov.